Well, a lot of times, listen, they say stereotypes, right, John? Don't, don't pigeonhole one person into a stereotype or one group, right? Yeah. But a lot of times those stereotypes are true, you know? Yeah. Uh, a lot of Italians like to eat. I mean, it's true, you know? Some Italians are in the mafia, if there was such a thing, which, you know, they're, you know, it's true, you know? I'm not going to go down any other uh, stereotype because that wouldn't be right. I just picked my own. Speaking of stereotypes. Okay. Well, let's do Let's let's do a countdown today. Are you serious? And, yeah, and then I wanna, and then I want to, um, I want to talk about something that I, I I watched a podcast the other night and it really it really turned me. So okay, let's do yeah. let's do a countdown let's for the Jersey Alchemist. Yep. Five, four, three, two, one. It's been so long, I, I forgot what, I, what my shtick was. Hey, yeah, welcome yeah. back, friends. Welcome is. back to another episode of The Jersey Alchemist, coming to you from New Jersey. I'm your host, Dr. John Gerard Gallucci. And I'm Philip D'Angelo. What's up? I don't have the button. Where'd it go? Hey, let's go. go. Let's go. Beautiful. That's Feels it. good to be back in the chair. Yeah. Behind the microphone, talking about current events, uh, and good we, and bad. Yeah, and we were just just kind of talking about stereotypes and yeah. you know there's a reason for stereotypes it's like you know a little bit of truth gets blown up and then and then you know people run with it because everybody likes to make a joke of someone or something that that they're not yeah. right and and that's human nature it would be nice if someday that was no longer necessary but you know does it get me upset no yeah. Am I fearful of uh, being labeled stereotypically? I'm fearful of nothing. Okay. Now, speaking of fear, and by the way, when you're fearful of nothing, gangula, the only way I can process that is that that means that you have a belief and a faith in a power that's much bigger than what you are in your skin. And when you align yourself with that fantastic power that's bigger than you in your skin, you know, it's like Matthew 10, 26 again. Have no fear of them, right? Have no fear of them because everything that is hidden will be seen and everything that is unknown will be revealed. That's my paraphrase of Matthew 10, 26. John, how do you get your your faith to that level, though? Because a lot of people have a little bit of faith, and and I don't think they're totally committed where they're fearless, like, I uh, yeah. will be protected by God. Mm -hmm. Like, how would somebody get their faith to that level? Okay, well, let me say this first off. Okay. There is only one thing that I have trepidation over. I refuse the word fear. I refuse to use the word fear, but trepidation is kind of another softball you know way of of saying that you really kind of fear something it's my own failure it's always been my own failure and you saw me over the last two weeks put myself under ridiculous truckloads of superhuman pressure because i sat for and took my board my pediatric surgery board re, 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 
certification. I'm an old dog, people. I, I, this, you know, it's not my first rodeo. Um, and um, pretty important certification. So there's, important there is, certification. it comes with a certain amount of pressure. Yeah. I, well, you know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the game that's played, right? For somebody uh, like myself that's been in this game for decades, if you fail the test, you're screwed. Uh, then the insurance companies, if you're a private practitioner, won't pay you for your work. Or if you work for a hospital system like I do, um, you're no longer employable. Mm. If if they care for you, that they can put you, you know, on the security staff. Well, yeah. You know, well, you can hey. drive the little floor zamboni around and wax the floor. Yeah, that's a nice you know. gig. Yeah. Okay. Earphones, music, right. listening to music. Right. So it's kind of a it's kind of an all or nothing, do or die proposition. Mm. And, um, you know, there's that trepidation of not passing the test. But then when you reach that Rubicon and you, uh, you say, okay, I've answered enough correctly that I passed, but now damn the torpedoes, I need to crush them. Mm. I need to crush them. So I ended up with 100% on the test. Yeah. You know, I, I'm happy to say that, but the trepidation, because I refuse the word, to use the word fear, fear can't be in my lexicon or my Rubicon. And no, I don't try One of Rubicon. those cons. Right. Um, one of those things. Um, the caution, is it caution a word that, you know, you were cautious about the test? Well, maybe? I think it was way beyond cautious, yeah. right? Way beyond, right? So... I had one of my mentors who's still alive. He's well into his 90s and whatnot. And he used, to, he used to take his glasses off and put them in his pocket and say, fellas, because at the time we were mostly fellas. That was such a stereotypical move for a professor or a mentor to mm -hmm. do that with the glasses. He'd say there's no greater motivating force in, in man and women than sheer terror. I saw him fire a third-year surgery resident and make that guy beg back for his internship. You got it? That's like playing Monopoly for your life and getting two-thirds of the way around the board, and then somebody gets your piece and says, back of the line, back to go, do not collect 200, you're going backwards. Take it or leave it. So imagine doing medical school, getting your ass kicked for your first year, your second year, and your third year of surgery residency, mm. where you never see your friends and family. They don't exist anymore. Forget about holidays and funerals. And then you do something to get the, uh, the grand poobah to say, you're fired. You wouldn't bring him coffee? You're, you're fired, and um, because I like you a little bit, you can interview back for square one. And that's what that guy had to do. Wow. Right? So that's... Did know. he do something that egregious, John? Was it that horrible? Um, I'm not, I wasn't privy to that, wow. you know, but he did something. He did something to get fired. But, but the program that I came through was known as a pyramid program. It has nothing to do with the Illuminati or the Freemasons or the pyramids of Giza. There was no eyeball at the top of mm -hmm. it. No, it, a pyramid means you start five interns 
July 1st of whatever given year, and you graduate two chiefs. And so you know what that does to those five people? Now, some of those interns are only staying for a year or two anyway. They're preliminaries and they're going off to ear, nose, and throat or urology, or they say, well, I'm going to do plastics and I only need to do, you know, two years, whatever. But sometimes you get five interns and they're all categorical and they all want to graduate as a chief surgery resident. So it's a competition. Oh, it's a it's horrible wow. it's horrible nobody wow, you know wow. and not only is there is there um team energy has been murdered so when i was doing transplant at upenn there was a saying that no matter how tough it gets with positive team energy and everybody rowing you know in the same <laughs> direction yeah. we could we could you know handle anything and it was it was that uh, rigorous but when you pit five people against each other because five people are vying for two finished spots, wow. to me that's inhumane. But the same director, the same director is the guy who fired this this resident at the end of his third year and made him interview back for his internship. Wow. So okay, so fear, there's no greater motivating force in man, humankind than sheer terror. And sheer terror, you know, falls under the blanket of fear. So I was watching, I think now my favorite podcaster, other than you, Phil. You're too kind, thank you. (laughs) you. Uh, Patrick Bet Bet David. Yeah. 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 What was his latest one, John? Well, are are you familiar with uh, the two sweet leftist girls Right away, I'm down the wrong road for them. Mm. The two protesting entities, and I think they were either in London, Paris, or Germany in a in an art gallery. And as oh. a protest, they opened up a can of soup. And while being filmed, threw it like an explosion right onto an original Van Gogh, Van Gogh's sunflowers. Now, it doesn't matter that I happen to be a big Van Gogh fan, and of course the Europeans would say it's Van Gogh. Okay, well, I'm an American, so for me it was What was Van the Gogh. worth of that painting, John? Ah, uh, or... Oh, 500 million or something? No, I don't know, but still. But the, but the point was, these little turds, were, you know, screaming and proclaiming that something must be done about climate change. They were, they were, you know, I guess their fearless leader must be that little hoax, thespian, Greta Thornbush, Greta, yeah. Greta Thunberg. And so, and then they apparently glued their hands to either that frame or the frame of another famous iconic uh, painting. It's a new thing to glue himself to a piece. So of here's how Pat Bet David's podcast turned me. Because people are just gobsmacked over how two 20 year old co eds can do something so heinous as to um, damage or destroy an original Van Gogh. Because of climate change? 
okay? Now, we're not going to argue the merits of the science is settled bullshit. We're not going to argue that today. We're not even going to talk about that. We're going to talk about their actions and what they did. John, put them in jail for five years. You'll see if they're throwing soup around him. Well, you know, I, my first my first thought was these two these two idiots deserve a uh, good old fashioned Middle Eastern religious punishing. Oh boy! Right, and I didn't say it was religion, or Ooh. I didn't say what kind of punishment. All I know That's is that is there. that what they what they did infuriated me mm. did it call attention to climate change absolutely not all i wanted to do was reach out and touch someone right mm. so i'm you know well aware of that it happened what two weeks ago or something yeah. like that yeah. and i'm flipping through videos i got my channel changer and you know and i love uh, pat uh, david and, you know, I learned something new, more about him every single day that I watch him. What'd you learn? Well, the guy is, he said, he goes, he's um, Armenian and Assyrian. He's six foot five. Is he, he that tall? Uh, that's what gobsmacked me wow. because he kept talking about how he was military, he was special sure. forces, he was just about to re-enlist for another six years I remember, to, I saw to that. go through yeah. uh, some, you know, training. Because they Italy. were going to pay off his debts or his loans. You're going to pay off his yeah. debt, right, that's exactly, and wow. And then when he said, you know, he, he, he looks like, you know, a Middle Eastern bodyguard, he does, but I'm thinking, is he 5'10", 5'11", you know, just he's never. six foot five, I mean, that's crazy. He's, I believe, a martial artist. He's a military guy. He was all set up with the special forces. And a friend said to him the night before he was going in to his, I guess, commanding officer to re-enlist for, for another six years, <clears throat> I said, no, you're not. This has nothing to do with the military. John, it, where it, was my phone call from you the night before I got married? All right? Where was my your, my phone call from you saying, don't do it? Well, I'll, 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 give, Never came, I'll John. give you a spiritual New Age response to that. That's all right. You had to go through this. Yeah, you're right, to become the person you to are. To become the person. I'm oh, sorry I interrupted. No, that's okay. So um, he, he, he just amazes me. But who did he have on his podcast? He had those two 20-year-old gals. Oh, I didn't see that. That to one. me should be in jail for what they did, but he had them on their podcast. Now, they were remote. They were, I think, in London. They both, I think, had British British accents. And off camera, he had a British woman from London who may have been in his studio, and then he had somebody else who didn't get much airtime. But this was like a 20, 25-minute podcast clip from a much larger long-form interview. Maybe the long-form interview was an hour and a half. I don't know. I'm just speculating. Here's what turned me. I really wasn't completely sure of why a leftist does what they do and why they say what they say and, and, and why they you know, and how they roll. What fuels them to, as opposed to what Whoopi Goldberg admits, because apparently she doesn't have any mirrors in her house or at the studio. Um, you look she, like that, would she, you? Well, <laughs> she, 
she can't see herself. And she made a proclamation to, I'm not a Ted Cruz fan, but I got to tell you what, he turned me too, because he had the balls to all by himself go on The View. Did yeah. you see that? He's got guts. Well, got it guts. takes guts because, you know, that's like, that's like getting, you know, tied to a stake in a big black cauldron as as you know the uh, the hostels are are lighting the fire and they yeah. all got spears pointed at you mm. and they're going to eat you yeah. and um you'll meet them you up. know and there were a couple there were a couple of people on that panel that were polite and then there was i think her name was Anna I'm not even going to grace her with the you know for me to say her last name and Anna and Whoopi were just downright ugly, nasty. They started ugly, nasty leftists, and, and and you know all of us that are paying a little bit of attention, you should be saying, what causes a human being to go to the dark side where they're willing to turn over police cars and then throw Molotov cocktails and burn them to burn a city down. To, to smash private property, to kill people. To hurt people. To hurt and kill people. What is it that's inside them that gets them to act this, um, this violent and this aggressive and this radically, right? Because let's face it, you know, by and large, you don't see violent crowds of right-wingers tearing apart a city. If that's true... January 6th. Yeah. January 6th. Well, that's that's another crock of shit. Okay, Amen. Right. Amen. Here's what turned me. These girls were giving their dissertation. Uh, one was a little bit more um, poised than the other. But the one that was a little less poised, she went on a rant and she, she gave a, a, a treatise, she went on a diatribe, and I, I couldn't believe it because she outwitted herself right on PBD podcast. And um, she said, don't you understand? She goes, I fear the future. I fear not being able to graduate school. I fear not living to be 25. I fear not being able to marry the one I love. And then she's ruined that she's queer. Okay, that, those were her words. I think that's a British way of saying Yeah, they speak okay. a little different. Okay. And uh, I fear this, I fear that with all of the emotion and energy that, that a human being could, could muster. She fears. She fears so badly that I, I was absolutely stunned. And I said, this is the answer. She doesn't understand what she did. She just outed every single leftist that goes beyond what's banging around in their heads. She outwitted the leftists that act out, that react, that get violent and hurtful and dangerous and they and they, they rob and pillage and maim and murder, or they open up a can of soup and, and they throw it onto a Van Gogh, an original Van Gogh in an art gallery. And it's all because of fear. Well, 
What do they fear? They fear everything that the New World Order and the mainstream media is in, oh, excuse me, New World Order, their scholastic experience, so high school and the universities, and now we know, more recently it's K through three, mm. K through three, uh, grammar school, high school, pick a university, it's all geared to create in the hearts and minds of young, impressionable human beings. These could be your brother, not my brother, your sister. My brother and sister are both gone and they're both too old. They could be your daughters, your sons, right? Um, I would say, against all odds, and that's true for me and everything in my life, is against all odds, I think you have to have an awareness. Study keenly the leftist who likes to get uh, disruptive, hurtful, violent, or murderous, and understand that they're acting out of fear. And what ultimately, what is the progenitor of fear? Lucifer, mm. Satan, it's evil. And if you think that doesn't exist, you are stupid. John, you are stupid. You know when a dog bites, it bites out of fear. Yeah. So when a dog attacks, it's because it's scared that you're going to impose your will, you're bigger, you're coming down into their property. Yeah. It's trying mm -hmm. to defend itself. So no, that you're, makes 100% you're absolutely correct. right, you know, and, and that, that is true. That's a really great point. Um, Lucifer. That means the rabbit in Monty Python and the Holy where, Grail. Where behind the rabbit? Right. No. Look. It is the rabbit. <laughs> The killer rabbit, remember that? The killer rabbit. And it went for everybody's throat. Right, and bit ah. their heads off. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he yeah. was fearful that they were going to enter the cave. Yeah, that was the. Right? I think that was the funniest part. No, it is the rabbit. It is the rabbit. Or we can go to, or we can go to uh, Inspector Clouseau and the yeah. Pink Panther. All right. Does your dog, Does your dog bite? bite? No. <laughs> it bites me. That is not my dog. <laughs> How great was that? So that dog bit out of fear. As yeah, well. that's but that's right. what really motivates these uh, leftists. Now they're talking about they want to um, they want to live to do all those things you said. Yeah, and they're worried about climate change. Well, all yeah. of Europe and even England, they're running out of oil. Yeah, oil prices through the roof, and they people are lining yeah. up wood and trying to get charcoal. Yeah. So she's gonna have a big thing about climate change when it's sub zero and yeah. she's outside shaking somewhere. Tell her uh, right. The, the planet's not going to heat up. Did you know that uh, they, Go ahead, keep going. they were saying, John, that we have 25, the United States of America has 25 days left of diesel fuel, a supply for only 25 well, more days. How is that going to work with uh, the, tr the trucking scene? Uh, yeah. yeah. Now, Talk about bringing the, the the country to a stop. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Now, I, I wasn't being rude by, oh, let me play on my cell phone while, while no, we're, no, we're you're filming. Fine, I want everybody to look up uh, PBD. PBD is Patrick Bet David podcast. And the title of this particular video that I really, really urge you to watch, and it's it's 21 minutes, right? The title of it is, I just want to live until I'm 25. Watch PBD podcast, Pat, Bet David, 
I just want to live until I'm 25. Jack, can you imagine yeah. what's in that person's heart and mind? If you don't have empathy for that person, can a soup on a Van Gogh or not? You know, I'd, I, well, I'd make sure she survived 25 after four more years in prison. And then when she came out, one thing I'm going to complain about your boy, uh, Patrick, over there. Mm -hmm. He did pit, I feel he he used, he did pit two Italians against each other. Sammy the Bull Gravano oh, and Michael Francis. That's great and showmanship. It, and it was a pay-per-view event. Oh, it was? And you, yeah, was you it? had to pay. Well, that, there's your answer. I was, was like, pay-per-view. Yeah, but <laughs> no, no, no. I was like, to me, he lost, and I'm a big Patrick Bet David fan. He lost a little bit of credibility there. Well, I, I love I, him because he's a huge Kobe Bryant fan yeah. and Kobe Bryant mm -hmm. philosophies, mm -hmm. as am I. Yeah. So I like And the fact that he came from nothing to make this multi-million dollar insurance company is pretty amazing. Is that what he has, an insurance Insurance company, company. yeah, yeah. And he actually bought um, one of the videos, his newer ones, because I listen to him as I'm exercising in the morning. He was saying how his complex, he's going to make it so his workers, he's bought a big... Properties. He's in Florida, isn't he? He's in Florida, yes. yes. He moved out of California. Yeah, well, smart. He had his eyes open. He, he might have went to Texas, John. Oh, I, he's, then you know what he's got? He's got, he's I one think of the his two. residence is on a uh, on the water in Florida. Well, you look, I like that. He's probably yeah. got a bunch he's of residences. He's got a bunch of residences. But he's going to build a complex totally uh, worker, employee friendly. Gyms, theaters. Right. He's really, he brought like acres and acres, and he's, he said it's going to be years to develop, but that's what his goal is. Well, he made a yeah. great point um, in his late, one of his newer videos about life in general, about... Was, he, was it him giving a talk on a stage? No. Or, okay. No, no. It was him talking, actually, he was talking to Michael Francis alone, you know, so I, because I, the guy he's talking to an Italian, I have to watch him. But he was just saying how, you know, life is, people say they're bored. Right. Well, what are you doing with your life? Yeah. You're not challenging yourself. Right. You know, you're you're staying status quo just yeah. like this for years. So, of mm -hmm. course, you're going to be bored. So, what do you have to do? You have to challenge yourself and try and attain goals that maybe you won't reach. Right. But just the fact that you're going to uh, try and attain them, that energy is going to kick in. Yeah. You can't stand still. You can't nap on the couch every day at 3 o'clock. So, you, what do you have to do? So, right. you have to... Produce right. energy, produce, yeah. and, go, and all of a yeah. sudden, life isn't boring, it's challenging. Uh, later Challenge this, yourself. People. Yeah, later this morning, I, you know, I, I watched him. He must have been one speaker of many in kind of a, it was one of those uh, weekend motivational, you know. Does he come to Jersey at all, John? Because I'd like, if you ever want to go see him, if he's around with uh, a group, I would go too. Have to, uh, we'll have to look. Have I, you ever I, gone I, to one of those? No. Like, you know, who's that big tall guy that does motivation? What's his name? Um, Anthony Robbins? Yeah, that guy. Like, I never went He's to He's a little lurch-like. I'm not a big fan of his. Big, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's like nine feet tall. But, um, yeah, but he has all those, like, speakers and weekends and stuff like that. Interesting, because PBD made yeah. reference that when he was a very young man in his 20s, yeah. he was inspired because he was sitting, I think, first row at an Anthony Robbins yeah. event, and he yeah. was watching him, and he says, how does this guy do it? And, and yeah. then he revealed that his GPA in school was less than a two. That was unbelievable. Right, less than a two, and, you know, and he just, he was kind of lost, didn't have any any aim or focus or ability to pull it together, 
but then he was just touched with drive and ambition and, and once he clicks. got once he got enough of uh, inspiration from other people then he realized that you know you didn't have to kill yourself over short-term goals and so this this he's one of the best motivational speakers i've ever seen in my life now everybody kisses joe rogan's ring because he's the godfather really of wasn't he just on rogan it probably was I'm not sure but but pbd is a completely different kettle of fish than joe rogan joe rogan smoking dope smoking cigars drinking drinking his fourth scotch you know um and he's got Joey Diaz, F-bombing every other word. Mm, no, 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 I Joey understand Diaz. that, right? So he's kind of a, look, Joe Rogan is a real icon, and he is stupendous. There's a lot of people that don't like him because they're disappointed that he, he isn't ostensibly and blatantly a leftist, and that's why they don't like him. But PBD? Whew. This guy... This guy could be the president of a university. This guy should own Twitter. I mean, it, it's, it's that that's going down, John. Yeah, I know. Musk I, is I, in. Yeah, I, apparently he fired four of the top douchebags. Had them escorted. Yeah, yeah. Well, I tell you what. Have you ever been escorted out of a building, John? The I, last uh, person that tried to escort me. <laughs> no, I never got escorted out of anywhere. Right. Um, yeah. But. But so b back to these two gals, these two 20-year-olds, right? I have to tell you what. I, um, not getting soft. I would be accused of being a bleeding heart, and usually the next word is liberal. I'm, you know, I, I, I'm a mix of both. Anybody who writes a book called My Life with God. Fantastic and, read. And, um, and, you know puts socioeconomically disadvantaged kids from minority circumstances through college with his own money. Um, and that money wasn't given to me. I broke my balls for that It was money. earned. So, um, you know, I, I'm a mix. You can't call me. I'm definitely not a right wing um, crazy guy. You're a free it, thinker, Jack. Oh, boy, man, you just nailed it. I'm a free thinker. And isn't Joe Rogan and PBD, aren't they? They are absolutely free thinkers. So there's and, the common bond. And, and and what leftists don't like, sorry, sorry, there's no leftists watching us. Um, they don't like people to be free thinkers. They don't like people like me or you because they would call us rogues. Why? Conform. They would They would fear us. So now... Who's more likely to be fearful? Somebody who thinks artistically, softly, non-analytically. I, I think whenever I forget if it's left brain, right brain, my brother was always analytic, but he couldn't. I think if you're a right brain thinker, you're more spiritual, you're more artsy, you're emotional, you're more likely to be an empath. Mm. I'm artsy. I'm profoundly spiritual, and I am an empathic healer, but I'm somewhere in the center. A lot of people don't believe that, um, and, and I think it's because we've had this whole leftist, ugly, nasty, um, tyrannical, 
totalitarian, I will not hear your point of view on social media, that really turned me off. And, so for the last, you know, college campuses. For the, for the last six years, I would be much more likely to listen to Ben Shapiro talk with Joe Rogan than I would watching Sam Harris vomit his leftist, you know, atheist shit all over stage. And I'm happy to say that the last time I saw that douchebag being interviewed, he got he got run over by a steamroller run over he was like they just stopped him cold and and you know something to me that's equivalent of watching the georgia guidestones get blown up because it's it's a sign of the changing times and and we are caught in spiritual warfare and we are being inundated with a luciferian anti-god agenda and yes it's true it's happening right in front of us and i'll be as bold to say that that idiot, Prince slash King Charles, is absolutely a Luciferian. Absolutely. And when my kids were in London, and when they took a tour of wherever the hell they were, Windsor Castle, or right, the the tour guide showed them a big blackbird, and he says there are six blackbirds on the property, and the lure is, as long as the six blackbirds are well cared for, the monarchy will stand. Six blackbirds are a representation of Satan. I didn't need that guy to tell that story for me to know. Interesting. I know. So who was one of King Charles's best friend? Jimmy Savile? The pedophile that used to procure kids for celebrities and politicians. Yeah. And he had a children's TV show. Oh, special. Bring well, how else are you going to get kids, John? Oh, yes. Come on. People, open your eyes and your ears. Have the eyes to see and the ears I to love hear. That. Yeah. And uh, don't be fearful because when you, when you allow fear to invade you, you're saying to the Satanists, here. Please come in. Come in and destroy my energy. Destroy my life and take your hedge clippers and cut the silver cord between me and the loving, magnanimous, living God, the Creator. Cut that cord because that's what Satan and Lucifer are all about. Don't let them do that. These two poor, wretched 20-year-olds that threw soup on Van Gogh's painting are so filled with fear and then the fear begets hate and the hate begets violence you know if anybody is is um tagged with you know quoting and pointing fingers about you you have an aggression toward me and that's a, a major aggression and then there's an aggression and then there's a microaggression well what the fuck is opening up a, a large can of soup and blah, dousing a van gogh in an art gallery? Dear ones, is that not a disgusting, horrible hatred, aggression? That's exactly what it is. So, ladies, yes, that's what you are. Ladies, get a grip on yourself. Stop listening to the New World Order 
egotistical, fear-driven, Luciferian media stop listening to the media because the media has created the monsters that you presently are. And so has the university college scholastic system. So step out, ladies. Let the, the, the living waters come back into your void. And when you do that, people, then you have the ability to become free thinkers. And when you become free thinkers, the fog lifts, the living waters come back. Let the sunshine and, and let the sunshine in. And then you have the eyes to see and the ears to hear. And I think we're done, Phil. I was like almost an alchemization without alchemizing. Yeah, I just kind of went right into it. Would you want to add to that? or The only thing I want to say is... Uh, like and subscribe and share. Oh, please. Likes, please. you know, tell like, your friends. Likes, share, subscribe, subscribe, and go to PBD Podcast. Patrick Bet, B E T David, I think it's hyphenated. Like I said, he's uh, Syrian and Armenian by genetics. Born in, he says, he goes, I'm born in Tehran, made in America. I mean, this guy is good guy. inspirational. He's a good guy. He's not out to hurt anybody. He's not out to spread misinformation like the communazi big tech world wants you to think that there is out there. No. And ladies, one way or another, I hope that you, you won't, but maybe you'll watch this podcast and for God's sake, in your own words, I fear this, and I fear that, and I'm fearful of this, and I'm so fearful of that, and I'm terrified of this. Listen to yourself. You've outed yourself. You've psychoanalyzed yourself. You didn't need Jordan Peterson to do it for you. God bless, ladies. Come back. Come back into the fold. Stop destroying iconic world art. That's not the way to get your point across. There's a much better way. God bless, Phil. God bless you. Thank you, John, for that episode. If you like what we're doing, subscribe, like, follow, share, everything. Right, Jersey right. Alchemist. There you go. Peace. Pow.